Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the All Sport Unlocked show. Uh, I'm your host, uh, as always, Max Straub. I'm joined by my, my tr- trusty producer, Ben. How you going, mate? I'm great, thanks, mate. How, how are you going on this lovely Tuesday evening? Oh, pretty good, mate. Had a nice round of golf this morning down at the uh, down at the estate down here in uh, in Mottawari, down near Geelong. Um, down the farm. Down the farm. So it's been a, been a, been a nice couple of days. Got here yesterday. Played around at Thirteenth Beach this morning. Lovely. Um, couple Get of frothies. Well as couple of frothies this afternoon. So can't complain. It's been a been a positive day, all in all. Um, but all in all, it's also been a uh, interesting uh, weekend of footy, and it hasn't really stopped. Obviously, about a minute ago, about five minutes ago, Connor McKenna turns out a negative drug test. Oh, I can't neg- negative this. coronavirus test, I should say. I can't believe this. This is um, sort of uh, it's sort of expected to happen, um, but I don't want to get too uh, too um, deep into that. I'll probably talk for about an hour, but. Um... <laughs> There's, there's two things that, that jump out at me. Like, how can... Sorry, three things. How can... Like, it's so quickly changed. And how yeah. hasn't he known? Because obviously, they say about two weeks is how long it stays with you. Yeah. How can it change so quickly? And how didn't he know beforehand? And how can they possibly say that only one person had direct contact with him? Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it's, it baffles me. Um, I don't get how they... I, I thought it would have made sense to lock the whole team down. Like... If, if you're in that sort of area, like maybe not some of the coaches or some of the players that were actually really far away from him. Well, that was that that was the uh, the fear when this all first came out. But I, th- I just don't think that's an option at this stage. I think we've got to keep on going as well as we can. Yeah, I, I, just think, I thought it would have been sensible to just test all. Is it too hard to just test everyone? Well, they, that's, well, they would have done that. They would but, have they were, but they didn't say they were going through like the camera footage. Well, they would have tested everyone. Went through the camera footage and then concluded that James Stewart was the only person who would, who had a possibility of being of contracting the disease, um, which which just seems mind boggling to me. Um, I can't, can't escape the irony of an Essendon player uh, testing positive. That that that's yeah. made me laugh. Yeah, a few um, of those posts going around. <laughs> and then the other thing is just the the disadvantage that this now puts Melbourne having missed a week of footy. Oh, it's. Um, and again, obviously, going to have to catch that up at some stage. So, but and, and I and I can't see being this being the last time it happens. No, I I think, and I'll be okay with it if it happens to a couple other teams and they have to play midweek games when it wasn't even their fault. But I think, and I don't, it's not like Melbourne get a challenge for the flag. I don't think, um, but I think it, it it is a disadvantage for a team they have to play a midweek game, um. And even if it's sixteen minute quarters, it's still a it's still a game of AFL footy in a midweek and they turn means they get a shorter time period as well to recover. Yeah, look it, it, they've got a bit to iron out, but I think ideally for the competition that well it it, it sounds bad to say, obviously, because you don't want anyone catching um, this the, the coronavirus, but like maybe you have a week at the end of the season where it's all just make up games. Yeah. But that, that that doesn't make it. That doesn't. Um, that's not. And maybe bad whether idea. it's whether it's three or four games or five games or whatever it is, or maybe it's just this one. You have an extra. You just set an extra week aside to play these uh, these makeup games, um, well, rather than rather than forcing a, a midweek in there, which is obviously what they're keen to do with these sixteen minute quarters. Um, but but 
but if they are going to do that, then I think everyone would be unanimous in saying, well, let's go back to 20 minutes. Yeah. I, I, think, I, think, I think I can speak for everyone when I say it's been ridiculous in the whole 20-minute quarter thing. Well, I think, yeah, I think everyone can agree on that. But I think even if they – it doesn't look like they're going to do a hub thing at all, I don't think. Like, well, they're, they're in Adelaide at the, at the moment. Then I think it's looking like they might be going to Perth. Um, but a hub thing where they play games. Multi- oh, yeah, multi- no, no, that's, that's, that's not, that's not going to happen. No. So, so I don't, if they're not doing that, I don't see why they can't put it back to 20-minute quarters. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. It's just it's just not the same spectacle. Like we saw in a few games on the weekend, it's directly changing results. Like, um, yeah. for example, per example, Geelong and Carlton on uh, on Saturday night. Like another throw, essentially another a, a fit, another fifth into that game. Geelong are probably winning that game by five goals. Oh, another two minutes in Geelong are probably yeah. winning that game. But um, well, no, they, that... well, they should they should have won pretty comfortably anyway. But it, it, it it's giving some throwing up some false results, I reckon. It is, um, and I think the yeah. It's like another one. North and, Melbourne would have come over the top of Sydney, and Carlton probably would have beat him. Carlton would have probably beaten Melbourne last week. Possibly, yeah. Like the with if they had an extra twenty minutes, the way the game was going, they it looked like it. They were definitely going to come over the top. But as we were talking about last week, a lot of close ones. This week it was a fairly decisive uh, weekend of footy. Um, yes. Big biggest winners. Um, I thought thought uh, Gold Coast were the the biggest winners of the weekend, obviously. But it was being touted as the uh, the second coming of the Cruiser Cup, the bottom the bottom two sides going at it. Yeah. Um, but Gold Coast looking like that they might be better than that. Um, maybe, maybe they uh they certainly I didn't actually watch too much of it, but they certainly put um put the sword through Adelaide. Um, they tore them up. Well, I think I said last week I already claimed Adelaide as the wooden spooners. That that uh. Claims only just um, been uh, been reaffirmed. One hundred and fifty point turnaround from last year. Um, not ninety seven point win for Adelaide last time these two sides played, uh, and all of a sudden Gold Coast winning by fifty three points. That that shows that tells you just about all you need to know about what well, the Crows are doing at the moment. Well, I'm, I'm amazed that that was the first time Crows have ever lost to Gold Coast. Yeah, um, well, Adelaide have been a pretty strong side throughout the whole decade. So yeah, a lot, a lot of people are happy to uh, to see them get some some comeuppance. Yes. Um, well, there's a few other results that sort of um, sh- shocked a few people. I think people weren't quite expecting. Oh, absolutely. Well, obviously, just quickly on the Gold Coast as well, it was great to see. I think we, we spoke about them a lot last week. The the uh, the younger brigade once again came up with the goods. You know, Matt yeah. Ra- Matt Rowell went from strength to strength. Uh, Mac, uh, ben, sorry, Ben King played pretty, probably his best game. I think that's his great game. That was definitely uh, his best game. Three goals. He took How many marks? He took like ten marks, I think. Six marks, yeah. As as a St Kilda fan, it's always good watching uh, watching Ben King do well because we know <laughs> we, we, we we got the better one, and we're probably going to get Ben King in a couple of years as well. So yeah, we're, we're set up pretty well there. Uh, Connor Buderick as well. The uh, the uh, rising star was that nomination for round three. Yep, uh, I'm sure so, they're gonna have a few of those. So yeah, well that's it. Uh, Lukosius once again, I think most people said it was his best game the week before. Probably played a better one this week. That's uh, all up. No, it's shaping up very well. Brandon Ellis, the new recruit, came in and played a very good game. Exactly what they're after. About twenty disposals. Uh, and Darcy McPherson added a couple of goals as well. One of the other ones from the young, um, younger uh, generation. So all up, great win for the Suns. 
next uh, next big winner was the, was obviously the Blue Baggers. Yep. Um, I was like, probably should have lost it really. Um, and I, I had a bit of a go on the line bet at three quarter time on the Cats. Uh, at seven to one, so that was a little bit disappointing to see the uh, the Blues hold on, but. Uh, it's a it's a good character building one for the blues, I reckon, because having having, spo- having spoken to relatives that are that are blue supporters, they've had quite enough honourable losses, uh, which yeah. they had in in both round one and two. Uh, at some stage, push does come to shove, yeah, um, yeah. And, and you need to you need to start winning games, and that's what they did. They held on, um, and obviously, and against a very good side as well. They've had dramas in the first quarter and the last quarter, to be perfectly honest. Uh, but they they were able to jump them, uh, and a real soul searching, soul sucking defeat for the cats. Um, and, and the concerning thing as well, the cats. We were talking about last week. They're uh, they're young players, you know. Your danger fields, your adults. And yeah. So was really standing up uh, this week. Not at all. Dangerfield, uh, his kicking's always been a, bit, a lot of a concern to me. Twenty disposals, forty seven percent. Um, so would 18 disposals at 55 percent. Ablett 14 disposals at 50 percent. Obviously missed that crucial goal yeah. right at the end. Um, so I'm a little bit concerned about Geelong. Um, I think they, they they should be okay. Like it's it's so hard to get a read on on teams yeah in the year 2020 just because it's so yeah. up and down. Um, and I think that they should be all right. And they probably should have win won this one, but need a rebound this week. Um, they get they get their chance against the demons this week. Obviously, having two weeks off, um, and if 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 they're going to be taken seriously, they win that one and they win it pretty easily. I'd say they should. And um, barring Melbourne coming out and playing their best footy for four quarters, um, for the first time in three years, I don't think um <laughs> they should have too many problems. Yeah, obviously, you're going to talk about the, the the cats and their their stunning uh turnaround in a negative fashion. You got to talk about the hawks. In a, in a positive fashion, coming out and absolutely putting the targets to the cleaners. Can I quickly ask you something? Just quickly going back to the Blues game. Um, Jacob Wiedering, he finally sort of, I think he was sort of a lost hope, I, I guess, for Carlton fans. They, Everyone sort of thought he might have been a bit of a bust, but he's had three pretty good games um, so far to start the year on Tom Lynch, um, Tom McDonald, and then Tom Hawkins. Um, what what are you making of him? Do you reckon it could be his time to make make an All Australian spot and keep? Well, um... I I had him in my rolling All Australian team last week. Um, obviously, but he's conceded two goals in three games, uh, or something like that, in, against um, three premier forwards. So, um, I think you have to say that he's doing a doing a, doing a pretty good job for himself. Yeah, um, I think he's um he um he's one a bit like Darcy Moore as well. Like they've got seem to have very very good reach. Which, which yeah. helps them down the back. Like they, even if they are a bit out of position, they can still kind of get the hand in there. Um, but they're athletic enough. Um, and as you said, uh, credit to useless uh, AFL stats. I saw this one today. As you said, Tom Lynch, Tom McDonald, and Tom Hawkins. Tom, Tom, Tom. Yeah. So the, the exactly. big question, the big question for uh, for the Blues coach, um, who's coaching these days? Pardon? Teague, Teague. Um, yeah. They've had it. They've had a rotating cast. Uh, do we play on uh, Tom Belchamus or Tom Cutler for Jacob Weeder? He like, like he touches up the Toms. It looks like. Well, who, whichever one he goes to, I'm sure I'll be a bit nervous. <laughs> um, 
It, it would, I th- it would honestly be playing in their minds a bit. I think it's, um, it's just one of those weird stats that AFL players, if they're super spe- superstitious, might just get in their head a little bit. Well, it's an interesting one with the Bombers, though, because without uh, Joe Danaher on the side, they don't really have a, a dominant tall forward. Like, does Weidman play on someone like a, like a stringer, like a smaller, some more athletic sort of type? Or does he go to the the, the Sean McKernan? Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure about that. So it'll be interesting. That remains to be seen. Uh, anyway, on the Hawks, I'm not sure if they're quite the real deal. I think Richmond had definitely had their chances in this game. And if you play it again, I think Richmond could easily uh, run out pretty easily. But there's a lot of uncharacteristic Richmond moments. And we've been accustomed to the last three years then being such a well-drilled side. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know. Yeah. It's... Uh, a lot of the mistakes at the back. I know Sydney Stack had a, one of his probably his worst game of his short AFL career. Uh, Marlon Piggott, there's starting to be some questions about him. Um, well, I saw this. Tenacity. I saw a um article, and I think it was the Herald Sun. They said, "Have the Tigers been figured out?" And I was, well, I wanted to ask you that. Do you think the Tigers been figured out? Because that they, they didn't dominate against Carlton. They drew against Collingwood. And they've been touched up by Hawks. Do you think it's just sort of a bad patch, or do you think that teams are figuring out their? I, I don't think I don't think they've been figured out. I think I think it's really hard when you've had three big years in a row to keep going and, and win to, to win two flags. Um, I I just think it's really hard to stay to keep motivated, um, to, to keep to, and to keep fresh. I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they've been figured out. I just think, you know, maybe things are getting a little bit stale. Maybe they need a new, you know, slightly new game plan or something or other. But I, I wouldn't. I'm not overly stressed about the uh, about the Tigers just yet. Um, another loss this week um, to the Saints would be uh, would lead me to believe that there's something horribly wrong, um, and puts them in a, in a in pretty unescapable hole. Um, but I think they've got enough talent and no Dusty as well. Uh, on the weekend, never doesn't help when you lose your best player. Yeah, um, and who's kind of the, you know, the the bat the barometer in a lot of ways. Like if Dusty's playing a good game, Tigers don't lose very often, do they? No, they don't do that. No. And and then like Rewalt's str- struggling a little bit, so he's going to find some form at some stage. Uh, Lynch hasn't set the world on fire, but and then then their set shot goal kicking was really bad as well. Um, yeah, I think that yeah. last that last quarter they had. 17 inside 50s to two or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm only able to kick two goals. So I think if you, you play that again, and two goals, six, mind you. Um, so, you know, I, I wouldn't be, I'm not too stressed about the Tigers. I think the Tigers will be okay. Um, another interesting results from the weekend, um, the Friday night game, Doggies and the Giants. Um, look, I was, the Giants, I, I think there's something wrong with the way they're playing at the moment. Um, the statistics as far as ball movement, um, scores from turnover, uncontested marks looked really, really bad for them the yeah. last two weeks. Yeah, I, I think there's something wrong with the brand of footy that they're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know whether that's a, a, a movement from the players or a move um, moves from the coach, but but whatever, it's it's not working. Keep in mind, they did have uh, Josh Kelly, Lockie Whitfield, and Toby Green, three of their top five players missing. Whitfield, Whitfield was playing, only played the first half of the first quarter. Um, yeah. And those are all guys that are immensely skilled 
and get a lot of the ball through the, the midfield and then in the forward half as well, um, which, mm. which, which helps a lot. And their delivery inside 450 was woeful at times, absolutely woeful. Um, on the couch last night, they had, they had a highlight pa- highlights package of them trying to um, deliver the ball inside 50, and it was just bad. It was really bad. Alex Keith had an absolute field day. Absolute two birthdays at once for Alex Keith. Uh, I don't. Oh, I didn't even watch the game, so I can't really comment. Yeah, um, he was just take uncontested mark, uncontested mark. Um, they just weren't putting any, weren't putting enough pressure on. Um, the game was over pretty much by half time. Uh, but the doggies, they they, played, they did play a lot better. Getting interesting. Josh Dunkley out for six weeks, who's uh, started to round back into a bit of form. Um, Bondapelli is still not playing his best footy. I don't know yeah. whether he's he's getting a lot. Of, obviously, getting a lot of attention. Um, from the opposition uh, with Jack Steele last week, Matt DeBall this week. So maybe it's just a case of him needing to get out in space a little bit. Um, but Sydney, obviously, very hard-nosed defensive team through the midfield. So not going to be any easier for him uh, this Thursday. Um, mm. Well, on the topic, congratulations to uh, BGS Brighton Grammar local uh, Louis Butler making his debut yeah. this Thursday night. That's another uh, we- weapon from the East Sandy footy factory. <laughs> As just, an- just announced by the uh, Western Bulldogs. Bevo said he's from Hampton. No, 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 Bevo. Um, <laughs> I think he, he lives in he lives in Hampton, but he, he's an East Sandy boy. Um, so I'll be another one I've played with. So, um, no, nah, good on him. He deserves it. Worked yeah. very hard, the boy. Good on you, Louie. Um, we cannot wait to watch you this Thursday up in, uh, up in Sydney. Um, exactly. And uh, hopefully the uh, the dogs can pull get away another win. Uh, okay. Speaking of speaking of the Swans, uh, pretty incredible win really against the Kangaroos. Um, Kangaroos yeah. now uh, costing me a lot of money, um, having beaten GOS and then beating Sydney. It's uh, so it hasn't been ideal um, as a as a follower of the Kangaroos. And I, this is probably the main game I can't work out the form line of like how. Sydney coming off a, a pretty bad loss the week before, really, to the Bombers. Um, and then to be able to get rolled by the Kangaroos. Sorry, to roll yeah. the Kangaroos, at least. It's, um, it's so strange because everyone was after North knocked off GWS. Everyone was like, oh, North are top four side this year. They're going to be a real hard-nosed scene. They're going to do really well. And then still, they didn't really look like it, did they, against Sydney? Yeah, not at all. Um. Oh, the Hawks, well, that's the massive game this way against the Hawks. Yeah, all of a sudden. I, I think I'd still probably go for North in this one, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I, I just think North have a, have a better quality list than, than Hawks. I think Hawthorne played a really, really good game last week. I'm not sure if they've got that sort of uh, sort of ability in the week in, week out. Um, so, I'm, I'm, But we'll find out Sunday afternoon. That's going to be a cracker. Yeah, that should um, be a good game. At, at Melbourne um, Stadium as well. Um, Brisbane knocked over West Coast pretty uh pretty uh easily. Uh, Lockie Neal. Are we just brushing uh, over the Saturday afternoon game? I didn't think it needed to be spoken about, did it? <laughs> no, no, no. We, no, I don't think you can remember it either. So we'll just. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, okay, we'll talk about talk about the Collingwood. So I just think Collingwood established themselves as the as the as the unquestioned premiership favourites. I th- yeah, they were just a class above, weren't they? Well, they the, the St Kilda were absolute witches hats in the first half. It was I've never seen. I don't think I was speaking to this with a few people. Um, the Saint the Collingwood did not make a mistake in the first quarter. 
they Grundy kicked. Well, sorry, they made what Grundy kicked one straight to Jack Liney in, in the in the first quarter in the in the back fifty. Apart from yep. that, their ball movement, their spread, um, was just off the charts. Their work from clearance. Oh, Saints, the Saints only had four tackles in the field. We just they just could not lay a hand on them whatsoever. Yeah, I but think, I think I, Carlton. I th- and I think Collingwood is just very, very good. I think I think on the MCG, in good conditions, I think they are extremely hard to beat. They've just got so much talent. Like you look at Penderbury and Sidebottom, like the older guys now, but they just they just they just find the footy and they use it so well. Uh, down back, like Darcy Moore, um, Jordan Roughhead. Jeremy Howe's in career best form. Like they just they they clunk everything. They put they put and they put so much pressure on through the middle of the ground that those three are just ready to, to mark whatever whatever comes their way. Um, and it's it's really hard to see. It's really hard to stop their model. I know yeah. the dogs, Richmond and St Kilda, probably all top ten sides. Have none of them have kicked forty points. Yeah. So. At this stage, I'm thinking Collingwood would be very hard, very difficult to beat. They're just looking at class above, aren't they? Yeah. Well, they weren't great. Like, they also were very, very good in the first quarter against Richmond. But after that, Richmond started to get back on top. And then the defense held up very well, the defensive structure. But the, the offense wasn't there. And we saw the offense come back in a big way um, on, on Saturday afternoon. Um, it, it makes me wonder why there's not more tagging going on in the AFL. Like, seriously, can someone put a body on still side bottom? He's, um, I was about to say this. He's aging like fine wine, this man. Yeah. He is absolutely pure class. Well, he's still I'm only twenty. He's still only twenty nine. Like he's the way he's he going. Looks, I mean, he can he play. He can play till he's thirty seven. Well, he looks about thirty seven. Um. <laughs> Pendlebury's thirty two. Yeah, he's still got he. Pendlebury three hundred and four games. Do you, are we backing him for four hundred? It, it would not doubt me. I don't know. It, it wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me if he got to 400 games. So what he's got to play, they've got this year, assuming they make make a deep run in the finals, he's probably another 17, so 320. So he's got to play another four years after this. I think, yeah, he should do that pretty comfortably. It, it, he really should, and I think he he really could play in that side and be one of the best players in that side for the next four or five years. We see a lot of people, a lot of midfielders like Penderbury kind of make the move to, to half back. He doesn't look even close to doing that just yet. Oh, not at all. Um, and that's that's the scary thing is he can probably play a few more years of midfield and then play a few years of the half back bloke, just being that general. Yeah. Um, and being that mature age bloke, um, mature mm-hmm. age sort of head that can control the back line, help the young kids. Um, yeah, I think I've, I've always liked Scott. I've always liked Penderbury and um. Yeah, I think I would would not surprise me on that, barring injury, of course. I think he should he should make it to four hundred. Yeah. So outside of uh, Jake Carlisle, uh, Dan Butler, Jake Gresham, maybe Brad Hill. I think it's been a long week for most uh, at uh, at Moorabbin. Um. Anyway, yeah. So Brisbane beating the West Coast. Lockie Neal, I think, is now the Brownlow favourite. Um. Along with along with Fife. Uh, yeah, all in my eyes. I think Cripps is still on that line of betting. Uh, I think you got Cripps Rowley's is well there, mate. <laughs> oh, well, Rowley's into twenty six to one. I think he was forty one to one about half time on on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, uh, they've been a rush room. They've accepted a fair bit of money. I'm sure the the betting companies aren't saying no. Um, no, um, but uh, just gaff thirty disposals for the Eagles. Next best, Tim Kelly with seventeen. Um. I think 
from I didn't watch a lot of it, but uh, Tim Kelly, one of the one of the lesser games he's played in a long time. Elliot Yo just the sixteen touches, six tackles. Um and yeah, apart from that, Shuey only thirteen disposals, Dom Shee twelve disposals, Jack Redden twelve disposals. So that that the engine room's just not getting a lot out of that uh, at yeah. the moment. And that's gonna be a, a big thing for them um to get back into contention. Um and then the last game of the weekend, obviously, with the Melbourne Essendon game uh, being uh, called off was the Port and Frio. Pretty much the same story for Fremantle, as always. Fife and Walters, 46 touches and two goals combined. No one else had over 18 disposals. Uh, Travis Boat got himself another three votes. Travis played probably nine votes from three games at the moment. Uh, Ollie Wines rebounded from a, from a tough couple of weeks for him. Uh, very well, have 25 touches and a goal. One of his better games in a while. Um, and Port were just too good when push come to shove. Um, Charlie Dixon looked very, very impressive. Um, he um, took some in the in uh, wet conditions, took some impressive marks, got up the ground a little bit more than he has in the past, um, and look, looked fairly dominant. He looks in a lot better shape than he has been in the past. He's a, he's a massive man. There's no reason why he can't uh, transform himself into one of the better bigs in the AFL. Um, and just a pretty good team effort from the power. They're not going to get a real test for a little while, um, but look, the way they're playing at the moment, they should smash the Eagles this week. They really should. The way, and I think everyone will be thinking that. But I think it, it, you'd be foolish to doubt the Eagles. Like we've seen enough, they've got enough Premiership pedigree to uh, to put themselves in a position to win any game they find themselves in. And the week after that, the power played the Lions, which is probably going to be the big test of this. Uh, this quarantine period uh, over on, on, on the uh, on the Goldie. Um, yes. So casting, casting our eye towards uh, this week. Uh, so obviously Sydney yep, and yep. Uh, the Doggies on Thursday night. Um, big game. Both sides. Sydney playing themselves in a little bit of form. Both same with the Dogs. Both coming off good wins um, up at the SCG. Who are you taking that one, Ben? Um, I'm going to go to the doggies. Um, I think Ingold coming off their um their win. Louis Butler into the side can only get better. Um, I think they um I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the doggies. I'd say I'll uh, be with you there. Um, Friday night another game in Sydney up at Giants Stadium. Uh, Giants playing the Pies. Who have you got there? Um. Uh, well, what just well, from watching Collingwood last week, I think they'll be way too good for Giants. Um, hopefully, Giants can sort of get their turn their luck around a bit and put a bit better for performance. But um, I would have to take the Pies. I don't think I can tip on this game until I know that Toby Green, Josh Kelly, and Rocky Whitfield. They, I would want to know their status before I make uh, any uh, any rash decisions. Um, but I start. I think even if they are playing, um, I think the way that both clubs are attracted at the moment, I think. Uh, the Collingwood should have them uh, should have them covered, but I wouldn't be surprised if GRS would come out and kick seven goals in the first quarter and just blow it all up for everyone. That that, that could that is definitely a possibility. But, that's um, the kind of that's the kind of side that they tend to be. When when things go right for the Giants, it tends to be very very pretty. When it's not, things go uh, fairly uh, off to the off to, off to the wall. Um, off to the Saturday card. Uh, once again, four games starting at one forty-five. Port Adelaide and West Coast up at Metricon Stadium. Uh, power. Yeah, I think so. I think um, I think just off recent form, 
Um, you have to go with the power. Yeah, I think so too. Once again, so similar with the Giants. So after two disappointing weeks, wouldn't be surprised the West Coast come out firing. I have more faith yeah. in the Giants doing that than West Coast. I don't think West Coast. Are, I think they've gone into this Queensland hub with a complete wrong attitude. Um, I think their attitude has only gotten worse. Probably once they're probably yeah. blaming other. They're finding other excuses and other people to blame. Except, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not. Saints Tigers. Saints Tigers at 4:35. I think you'd have to take the Tigers here. Well, you know what, you? I'm going to tip the Saints. I, I think. At Marvel, I reckon under the roof, uh, I'm, I'm gonna. Tigers aren't in the greatest of form. I think both come, both teams come from disappointing losses. I think it could be a big day for the Saints. I'm, I'm backing them in. I'm actually, I, I legitimately think they, they've got a shot here. I think if they can play as well as they did against the Doggies, um, they do have a shot. And have we have seen them at Marvel touch Tigers up before? I appreciate the optimism, but uh, no, I, I can't see uh, the Saints doing much. Uh, but having said, if, if Dusty's out again, then uh, maybe we can uh, we can have a chat. But by Saturday at four thirty-five, I'm sure I'll be uh, be pretty confident on the on the Saints as I did last week. Um, <laughs> during the week, I was uh, wasn't not very confident at all. But by, by bounce time, I'm, I tend to talk myself into it. Um, funny what Eugene T says here, thought folks. <laughs> arguably the game of the week. Essendon and Carlton, who would, have, who would have said that a couple of weeks ago? Looks like two yeah. very, very evenly matched sides. Uh, who are you taking here at the MCG? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Blues. Just think after what happened last week, I think um, Essendon might be a little bit rattled from this past couple of weeks. Um, they do have a week off, but it, the, they, could, they can recover from this whole positive coronavirus thing two ways. They can come out bounce back and be really positive, or they could come out be a bit shaken from it. Um, but I'm going to go to the Blues. I'm going to go to the Blues as well. $2.45 yeah, yeah. on sports, but a little bit of value there. I, I think I was really impressed with the Blues last week. I mean, if they can, if, but it, it comes down to what the, the whole thing. Like, can they start a game like they did last week? Can they stick at it for four quarters? Um, I think Essendon will pr- probably be raring to go. Unless, but it, having said that, with Essendon, like, they can have three players contract the virus in the next two days. Who knows? Um, exactly. So, but no, I think I'm going to stick with the Blues. Uh, Gold Coast and Fremantle were the other game on a Saturday night. Another another pretty uh, interesting game. Uh, Do you reckon Gold Coast have ever been $1.60 favourites before? Absolutely. They're, they're in the top four one year, round five, by about, about round 15. Were they? 2014, I think I want to say. Then the ablatory shoulder and Tory's uh-huh. collarbone or whatever or something, and then things went pear shaped from there. They finished eleventh, but yeah, they, they 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 had a good run there for for half a season, <laughs> but uh, that, that's that's the shortest they've been in about five years. Yeah, um, and uh, I'm going to tip them. Oh, they've just uh, come in. They've just come in a dollar fifty seven while we're looking at them. Jeez, um, so it's been I'll, a shock. They're just listening to us. Like, <laughs> um, no, I'm going to have to go Gold Coast as well. They're in unbelievable form at the moment. Uh, Brisbane 1 to 39 or Brisbane 40 plus against the Crows? <laughs> I think this says it's um, 40 plus, isn't it? Oh, it's got to be 40 plus. Dollar 14 head to head. I can see on the AFL website. Um, yep. What do you reckon we can get 40 plus? 
Sorry, sorry. Bear with us as we have a scroll through uh, sports bet. Um, I'm looking at the wrong game. Uh, I think it could be real ugly. It could get real, uh, real ugly. $2.30 we can get. I think I'm going to take some of that. That'll be in my multi. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it will too. Uh, Adelaide, I don't, I don't see any way they're digging out this at the very least until they get back on their home deck. Um, and we'll all, uh, we'll all sit back and laugh at them. We shall. Uh, Melbourne and Geelong, back at the G. Um, another, another tough one to tip. I think you'd have to probably stick with the Cats, even as disappointing as they were last week. I think they're another prime team to come back raring. And the de- the demons are probably not overly happy with the uh, probably the, the ending to the Cullen game probably left a, a bit of bit of taste in their mouth, and then having yeah. two weeks to stew on that, they're either going to come out one or two ways, aren't they? Yep, and I really hope it's one way over the other. Um, I'm tipping the D's. We're getting we're we're getting up. Geelong losing two in a row. Then uh, final game six oh five at um, Marvel Stadium. It's a Hawthorne home game. North of two dollars thirty. Hawthorne and North Melbourne. Uh, who are you taking there? I'm going to take North. Um, I'm going to go North. I think I will... Uh, who am I going to go? I think, I think I'll stick with you there. I think North are a lot better than what they showed last week. I don't think Hawthorne are as good as what they showed last week. I think but, it'll be a really uh, good game. Would not shock me if uh, if Hawthorne would run it. Well, that's one of those games you'd like a bit like the... St Kilda Dogs game a couple of weeks ago, um, or the or the Dogs GOS game last week. Like that could be really important come finals time as far as seeding. Yeah, um, very could, uh, could you know both teams kind of in the in the uh, in the in the top eight mix. Uh, so if you if you if you miss out in the finals by a game, you're kind of looking back at this one, aren't you? Yeah, it could be. Um, it it will be one of those games where we look back on and be like, if um if only. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. It'll be very, very interesting to see, uh, especially if North Melbourne might make some changes. Ben Cunnington to come back into the side, because he's Huge. probably their, their most important player. Um, that's a review of last weekend, and then the uh, a quick preview of this weekend. Um, before we leave you, so we got a, got a special guest coming on this week, um, Harry Reynolds. Some of you may be uh, familiar with the name. Um, Former captain of uh, of Brighton Grammar, uh, currently on the uh, on the rookie list up at the Swans. Um, so we're gonna have a chat with him regarding his uh, the uh, what the uh, what the AFL life has been like throughout the uh, the quarantine period, um, adjusting to life uh, in a, in a different state, um, and then obviously the mental and physical uh, toll of the game, uh, and obviously keeping yourself in good shape um, when when you're not sure when footy's gonna come back. Um, so that'll be up later in the week. Yep. Um, so we're both we're both very excited uh, to have him on. Uh, always a good to have a chat, a ripping fella. Um, so yeah, I think we might uh, might leave it there um, for this for uh, tonight. Um, always a pleasure, Ben. Always is. I will uh, talk to you later in the week. Beautiful. Cheers. Right. Thanks, mate. See you later.